Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Juan Walker III, and thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. I am so excited to have you connected on today, and make no mistake about it, you are tuned in at the right time, at the right season, in the right moment. I say that because it's so important to understand how information comes to us, revelation comes to us, impartation comes to us at seasons when we need it the most. I believe God has a way of providentially putting us where we need to be, open up our ears, our spirit to receive. And that's why Next Level Leader is designed to help empower you, equip you so that you can be the leader that I know you will become. And we're all becoming. And I want you to share this with as many people as you can. It is our goal to reach over a million people. And we want to do that with this podcast. And we need your help. Share the link. Tell somebody. Subscribe. It's free. Be a part of this great convocation of influencers who are trying to make a difference in the world. Follow me also at Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. It would mean so much if you did. And I appreciate you so much. I thank you for being a part of this podcast and everything that it means. Today, I want to talk about something that's incredibly important. for Those of you who are high-functioning people like myself, who often get consumed in the vortex of our own careers, our identities, I want to talk about don't lose you in what you do. I tell the story in my book, and uh, it is an interesting story, very real, about when I was called into ministry. This is the book, Leadership and Loneliness. And I talk about the moment I felt that the title, the position was distancing itself from Joseph, the person, and how each position in my life created further distance and even dissonance from Joseph. And there was this tension trying to find Joseph in all of these various seasons, looking for him hoping that he was okay, but he was swallowed up in the title and the position and the expectation of other people in the grind that oftentimes Joseph was neglected. Now, please understand, if anybody understood this, I did, that when God calls us, DJ Bonhoeffer says he bids us come and die. And I'm also cognizant of the fact, Jesus says, that when we take up our cross and follow him, we must deny ourselves. So, I understand the point of self-denial and dying of oneself. But there is a sense that there is a person, a human being, that was Joseph, who literally got lost in the position, the function of what I was doing. And even as I share this with you today, I know there's somebody who's saying, that sounds like me. What happened to me, the person? I'm so focused on what I do, I've kind of lost sense of who I be. I want to give you some things that I believe will help you. And that's where I want to start. I talk about this in my book, that you're not a human doing, you are a human being. If you focus all your attention on what you do, people then relate to you based on what you do, 
They level expectations based on how well you do. And it creates a level of anxiety because you have to keep doing it at a high level. As a consequence, who you be <laughs> gets lost in the shuffle. Jesus never taught the do attitudes. He taught the be attitudes. Before launching into his ministry with the disciples, he gave them the be attitudes because it was important to understand these values, these virtues that help us to be. I hope you, I hope you hear this. That really help us to be who we are supposed to be. Part of that is coming to a place where we shift. We have to shift our mindset and we have to understand the importance of really focusing in on the fact that we are a human being and let people know that we bleed, we hurt, we have issues, we have struggles, and we have to work through those things. And you can't lose sight of that identity. You can't lose sight of the person in the midst of the position. You can't lose sight of that because if you do, you will grow bitter, resentful. And it is incredibly important that everybody around you realizes that you, you know, though you are a leader, <laughs> you are a person, how they relate to you, how you relate to them. I know often people don't think you have feelings. They don't think you have compassion. They don't think you cry. They don't think you bleed. But it is important for you to share with those to whom you lead your humanity. Now let me let me shift into something because one of the things that I think is important as you employ vision, that your vision must be bigger than your personality. When organizations grow, sometimes it is based on the personality of the leader. But when you are facilitating vision, it's important to take the attention off of you and put it squarely on the vision that the vision will live beyond you. Any vision that does not live beyond you was all about you. <laughs> God's vision often is bigger than the personality. So you have to shift those expectations from you being present all the time, or it all depends on what you say, but the organization itself, the vision is vibrant. It is big. It is so much larger than one individual. Some people, you know, feel that if some person, you know, quits or leaves or whatever, that, oh my God, what are we going to do? But I've learned over these years I've been leading, people come, people go. But the vision, if the vision is vibrant and strong, it will survive because it is bigger <laughs> than one individual. The late Dr. Isaac Gregg's Southern University Margin Band, we had a thing uh, when you got put out the band, it was called being zipped. Sometimes uh, we would see him zip section leaders, some of the most extraordinary musicians, you know, in college uh, for missing class or coming late to practice, doing something crazy. And we, we'd say as students, oh, my God, like he didn't zip so-and-so, right? Like what is that section going to do? We've even seen him do it with band directors, assistant band directors. We thought the band was going to go down if this person wasn't on the team writing music. But Doc would always say, no one person is bigger than this band. <laughs> that's how he led, and that's how you should lead. No one person is bigger than the organization. You got to build a robust vision that helps people know you're not going to lose yourself in this stuff. You're not going to wear this stuff like that. It all depends upon your presence, you being there, and all this stuff. You have to get to a point where you say, the vision is bigger than me. And that's why when you do that, you can then shift to you. Take care of yourself. Self-care should be a part of your vision, of your team, and of you. 
in our in our team, what we did recently at our church, we 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 employed something called mental health breaks. Every three months, we give our staff two days to get away and to just rest. No phones, nothing, just to take a mental health break. And I've learned in my own life, I get away. You know, I try to get away every month, do something. If it's one day this month, two days next month, three days in the quarter, I am going to do it. Why? Because it is important for self-care purposes. We have a Monday Sabbath where I just do nothing. I just try to pour into myself because I can't pour out effectively if I'm not pouring into myself. And so often many of us are leading like an empty bottle because we're not taking time to be still to allow ourselves to be poured into. You'd be amazed at what will happen if just go to the park and sit, reflect, think, things that will be downloaded to you. Going to the spa, just pouring into yourself, you would be amazed at some of the most amazing things that could occur. And so it is important. Number four, to not be afraid to resist the expectations among those you lead. Don't, don't be afraid to reset them, rather. Don't be afraid to reset those expectations. You have to learn. People have certain expectations based on pre-existing experiences with you, the organization. So certainly you're going to come and do this. Certainly you're going to say yes to this. Certainly we're going to do this as an organization, even if it stretches ourselves beyond, you know, our own boundaries of family and faith. And certainly we're going to do this because that's what we do. Well, you have to reset expectations. Let people know. You're putting in systems that are going to prevent burnout. You're putting in systems that are going to allow people not to be so consumed with what we're doing. We're going to do it more efficiently. We've been talking about that recently, right? To be more efficient and effective, to have a collaborative model where we carry, you know, our part of the process where it's not dependent upon one department or one person, but everybody's sharing in it together so we can, you know, equally, you know, present this thing with effectiveness. I just believe that with all of my heart. This is a season to reset expectation. This is a season to begin to very strategically and intentionally help people around you understand your can and cannots. This is important as a leader. And if you don't do that now, you're going to be struggling with this for the next 10 to 20 years. That's why it's important right now, right now, to reset those expectations so people will know how to engage in you. And to unapologetically share your needs. That's the next point. Share your needs. <laughs> this is so important, man. Without feeling shamed, I have a need as a leader. I need to get away. I need some time. I, I need you guys to do this. Like You have to get to a point where you're able to say when you need help from your team or you need a retreat or you need a break, you just have to do it. Sometimes we, we're so private and we, we feel that if we share our needs, it somehow you know, diminishes our ability to lead or people will no longer follow us because they see weakness. But I think it's important for you to be willing to share unapologetically as a leader, as much as you pour out, as much as you give, you have a right from time to time to share what you need from those who serve around you. I need you guys to step up. I need you guys to operate in more excellence. I need you guys to keep me out of the minutia and the weeds. You guys deal with that stuff and only bring me high-level stuff. Articulate that. So you're resetting your expectations, but you're also sharing what you need. 
you're resetting your expectations and the questions are going to come. Well, why are we doing that? Then you're going to say, well, because I need this from you. And as a consequence, what it resets expectations, but it also shares with them the method to the madness. This is what I need as a leader. And then you have to do your best to turn the rest over to God. Let's just put it out there, man. There comes a moment as a leader, you got to just say, you know what? I'm not going to try to fix everything, God. I'm going to learn. There comes a moment in this process where I just say, God, you got it. Sometimes we stress ourselves out. We just keep pushing and pushing and we think we got the answers to everything, but you don't. One of the things I've learned in this pandemic, God has downloaded to me vision, re-engagement strategies for churches and how to get back into the physical building, things to think about. But there's some of this stuff, I don't know, because I've never been in this space before. And I had to say, God, I'm just going to turn the rest over to you. How it plays out, it's all on you. I'm trusting you with this, God. This is what I'm trusting you with. And so this is what's so important. It's critical that we, we learn. You know, the hymn writer says, Oh, what needless pains we bear, all because we do not take everything to God in prayer. It's okay to say, God, it's, I can't do this it's too much. I'm going to cast my cares upon you because you care for me. That's what you told me to do, and so I'm going to do it. Great leaders have that kind of relationship with God. They know when to release a thing and turn it over to God. And here's the deal. Make sure you come out of each venture whole. You think about this all the time. As much as you're pouring out, as much as you're giving, as much as you're doing, ask yourself the question, are you going to come through this hole? Are you going to come through this thing in one piece? I've seen people produce some extraordinary stuff, write great books, create great companies, build amazing churches, but at what cost? <laughs> Their health, their family, their mind, all these things deteriorated, were compromised because they did not come through it whole. Every venture you undertake, you have to assure that on the other side of this, I'm going to come out whole. I'm not going to come out broken. I'm not going to come out with the scars of this. I'm going to come out better. And I believe that by you being very intentional about not losing yourself in this stuff, are you helping to reset expectations and helping people to understand that you are a human being and not a human doing and that you create a vision bigger than your personality? You begin to do that and turning things over to God. You then can come through this thing whole. You don't want to work all your life, look up 65, and you can't even enjoy the fruits of your labor because you're not whole. Who wants to do something like that? Who wants to work for 20 years in a company and, you, and then all of a sudden now you got all these health problems that's now got to absorb all the retirement you had saved up because you didn't come through whole. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. But you won't take care of yourself if you lose yourself. You'll take care of the position, the title, but you'll neglect you. You get it? That's why this podcast is so important because I don't want you to lose you in what you do. Hope this has blessed you today. It's been a joy to share with you and I want you to 
make sure you share this with as many people as you can. Somebody you know, somebody you're very close to needs to hear this because you see it happening. And as you have experienced this and as this podcast has convicted and helped you, it's going to help somebody else. I want to thank you. Now, a lot of what I shared today comes from my book, Leadership and Loneliness. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't gotten it, get it, share one with someone else, get it down Amazon or Joseph Walker 3. I just believe that we don't have to lose our identity, lose who we are in all of what we do, but we can be better people. Stay connected with me, Joseph Walker 3, on Instagram. I love to connect. Hear how you've been blessed by this podcast. Thank you so much for being a part. And until next time, you be blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting.